boy howdy you know say what you will about jbl his walkout longhorn was really good that's like that could go up there for like best of all time in my opinion and ah. also right when i stopped the music super kick party was next and i just wanted to just let it keep going for just a little bit longer <laughs> um uh smackdown friday i guess depends on who you are maybe it's not a happy friday i don't know if you're shane thorne you're having the time of your life no because he has to learn how to wrestle again you're right he did say that he did say yeah, that's not me insulting him he actually said that <laughs> those were words straight off of shane thorne's twitter um so this is the pinfall podcast welcome to the pinfall podcast do you want to show off our little our little pins yes do I to put them over here well i had to put mine over here oh lovely i'm not even gonna say friend of the show my lovely friend Miriam, our lovely friend Miriam, me a lovely christmas gift and in the christmas gift these little pins they're I, the cutest little things i've ever seen i have one too it's on my dresser right now and i don't want to reach back and grab it yeah no i've like i've had this next to me while i was working all day and i was just like awesome i'm so excited <laughs> i can't wait to put this on like oh i can put this on the uh the bag that i got with the randy orton tweet oh yeah <laughs> this is so exciting i'm so happy um, thank you so much Miriam. yes thank you so much um all right so before we get into smackdown or anything uh in that regards just want to say that this podcast is changing uh, we are. Hey, howdy! Tell us more. We are switching up what the podcast is gonna be. Um, we're doing this as a trial period. Right. We're doing we're doing a little trial period, maybe a week or two. Uh, see how we like it. We're switching it up from recapping the WWE brands, SmackDown, Raw, and NXT, to doing instead Dynamite Impact. And a special Sunday show. That Sunday show could be anything. It could be it could be a WWE show that we recap. It could be um, New Japan. Could be an indie show. Could be GCW. Could be literally anything. Could be Rampage. Um, we're gonna try to stick to shows where we at least have some concept of who's wrestling, just because, you know, it'll be, it'll be easier for us to talk about. But right. It's there's so much variety that's available. It's just, I think the straw finally broke the camel's back a little bit. And I I think uh, doing this special Sunday show will be great because it'll help highlight um, some of the great indie brands or some great shows that we wouldn't otherwise talk about. Um, and the week we're starting it, which we will. Uh, like announce what show we're doing that week instead of you know waiting till day of to to tell everyone what we're talking about but that week from the 29th to the 4th that that's the first week we're doing it there's a lot happening 
Yeah. There are two Super Juniors for New Japan, two World Tag Leagues, uh, Raw, you know, the normal WWE brands. Um, there are two GCW shows. There's a Beyond show. There is Triple Mania Rahia, which that might be the one we do. Is mm-hmm. that I, is that the one where Kenny's fighting? Um, let me see. What's on the card? Yes, that is where Kenny is defending against Hijo del Vikingo. Okay. So, I have a feeling that's the show we're going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's GCW So Live as well. There's um, GCW So High. Uh, but I, I'm excited to do this because, you know, we don't watch other shows very often. Um... And this will be this will be great for us. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, it's just it's getting so hard. It's getting so Ooh. hard to support WWE, and mm. it feels it feels bad because there's a lot of wrestlers that I want to support. Right. Um, I fully stand behind the concept of support your favorite wrestlers. Mm. Don't support emotions necessarily, or whatever people have been saying, but it's like, it's just so hard. Just, this isn't going to change. Well, I mean, obviously it will change the day that we do our WWE 2K20 podcast, but it's not going to change the fact that we're doing those. Mm. Uh, it's just, that'll probably move to Tuesday or something. It, it, it's just so, even on like a selfish level, and I feel bad saying this, but on a selfish level, it's like, it sucks putting so much time and effort into talking about something when like, just don't give a fuck about yeah. like how they treat their people, how they treat their fans. So I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to getting to talk about so many different things. And um, also happening that week is NWA Hard Times Two. Wow, so there, wow. there's a, a lot for us to uh, pick one show out of. Yeah. A lot. Oh, wait, are FTR defending their title? That would be amazing. They are. Oh, they're defending against Lucha Bros. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I want that to be the show we watch. Also, Dragon Lee and Drolistico versus Laredo Kid and a mystery partner. Hmm. Maybe a uh, Black Taurus. Ooh, Kane Velasquez is also going to be there. Please don't make me say that name again, please. I don't know what happened last time I tried thinking last. Um, Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, And again, it's going to be a trial period, so we'll see uh, how how it is moving forward. Um, But for now, Liz, would you like to talk about the news and the news piece that really matters here? Yeah. um, There's a lot of news. I'm going to try to go through it relatively quickly. For the sake of, like, you know, not being here for the next 10 years. Um, news. Um, I was about to retweet our uh, promotion tweet. Um, okay, so didn't write any of this down. Let's start with some non-WWE 
Um, I had to like figure out where my news started and ended. Um, so first, let's talk about uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. Um, Scarlet Bordeaux's first post WWE match or first match in a while, for that matter. Um, been announced. Mm-hmm. Russell Pro is going to have her at Killer Instinct, um, where she's going to go one on one with Carly Cameron. Um, currently also at Valkyrie as her first match announced. She's going to be um, wrestling at Zicky Dice's Outlandish Paradise on January fifteenth. Um, that's exciting. Um, and also, in addition to that, during Cross's first post WWE match was announced, he will also be at Wrestle Pro facing Flip Gordon. Um, so he and Scarlett will be busy on February fifth. So now let's talk about some AEW news. Um, Briscoes were backstage at. Anyway, wow. you can be excited for that if you want to, or you could just take it as it is. I feel like we're just repeating the uh, the main roster news that we would always do of, oh, this NXT wrestler is backstage. I know. Uh, except I'm, I don't like the Briscoe, so. Oh. Um, but fun stuff. Jay White is back in action, talking shit, doing what he does best, which is uh, challenging Christopher Daniels. So he is. I I think they are looking to have him face Christopher Daniels. Um, wearing an NJPW taping, I think, or strong taping. Um, parent. God. So Tom is trying to play videos on my phone. Um. Yeah, so Daniels is actually going to be making his debut for NJPW at um, the show in Vermont, Hollywood um, on December 9th. And Jay White claims that it is still his era. And Christopher Daniels responded with just blended. Oh. Mm. Fantastic. Um, then, in addition to that, we have some news that Omega should be returning to AEW in February. That is when he is kind of being slated to come back. It's obviously not definite, but... It's... So not Revolution? Mm, no. Maybe. I mean... Their January show, I think. Hmm? Yeah, because Revolution around like New Year's let me let like me double that? check on that because I think they might have had it at February this year. They might normally do it on February. Um, while you look that up. Oh, March. Okay, so perfect time for Revolution then. Um. Also, apparently the butcher suffered a torn bicep. Dynamite against Ishii. 
best wishes to him. Right when he was supposed to return to uh, touring with his band. Yeah. Um, hopefully it heals quickly. I don't know how a torn bicep... I've never torn my bicep. I've never used my bicep to the degree that it could ever possibly be torn. Yeah. Um, also, Jericho revealed the lineup for um, Jericho Cruz for March. It will be the 14th through the 18th. Um, there's going to be a lot of music, I guess. We'll call it that. Um, and McFoley's going to be there. Moose is going to be there. Um, Haku is going to be there. Mike Rotunda, Dan Lambert. It's funny that Jericho would invite Dan Lambert onto the Jerichos. It's past. It's past the feud. They're friends now. Okay. Um. Grace, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Jonathan Gresham, Rocky Romero, Yuya Yumira, um, and uh, Cheeseburger is going to be there. There's also going to be some comedians and podcasts and an official bartender and a goodwill ambassador whatever the fuck that means hmm. um so i guess we'll get into the wwe news real quick um, and by that i mean some small news which is jinder hall is going to be on the show big sky abc uh, he will make his debut for their show on the on the episode um this Thursday. This past Thursday. Sorry. He made his big debut. Interesting. Um in addition to that, also have is that the WWE renamed their referees. Fucking why? I don't know. Um Smith is now Daphne LaShawn. D.A. Brewer is now Dallas Irvin, and Tom Caster is now Derek Sanders. Um, there's also four names that are left to the odds, which is Will Charlton, Chip Danning, Joey Tofino, and Olymp Margot. Hmm. Um, all right. I think there's one last piece of news before we talk about the actual news, which is PW2K22 confirmed their roster. There's a lot of fucking people. Um, Wait, did they confirm their roster? Oh. oh, I didn't see that at all. It's Ray, Ric Flair, Cesaro, Booker T, Seamus, Ricochet, Bailey, Carmella, Finn, Roman, Miz, Rhea, Shinsuke, Kane, Shelton, Benjamin, Goldberg, Dolph, Bobby, Kofi, Drew, Jeff, Piggy, Montez, Michael Cole, Corey Grace, Byron Saxon, as announcers, Edge, Chad Gable, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Tamina, Be Bianca, Tyler Bate, uh, Smojo, Joaquin Wild, MVP, Apollo Crews, Kevin Owens, Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins, Mustafa Ali, Austin Theory, Murphy, yeah, that's yeah. a weird one. Ken Baszler, Raquel Gonzalez, Kaylee Ray, Adrian Styles, and Triple H. Very fucking weird, can I just say, for them to include Joaquin Wilde and not Santos? Yeah. And not Mendoza? Don't know what's happening there. Maybe they're uh, going to be DLC characters or something. Or unlocks. That probably doesn't yeah. include all the unlocks. Yeah, I mean this. This must just be like the starter kit, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. I guess we'll fucking talk about the real news. After after twenty five minutes. 
please. Um, so as everybody knows, there was a bunch of releases again, because it doesn't fucking end, apparently. Um, basically, who was it specifically? It was the love for Sean Rossap to not tweet nearly as much as he fucking does. But whatever. Um, it was John Morrison, Ian Knox, Stalin, Swerve, um, Ashante the Adonis. Um, what am I missing? Swerve? I already said that. Top Dollar Ashante. That's it. That just five seconds ago. Well, that's it. Okay. B-Fab was released before them. Okay, now. So let me say, try that again. John Morrison, Swerve, Top Dollar uh, Ashante, Adonis, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and... You know what? God bless, I guess. Jackson fucking Riker. You can't even celebrate that. Like, it's not... It's a little too late. And on top of, like, a bunch of fucking people who didn't deserve to be dropped, getting dropped. John Morrison, who was uh, getting the run of his life in WWE just now. Uh, yeah. Hit Row that had shown that they have, like, all the skills you could possibly need. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it was, I think it was Sean Arsap who said this. But, like, basically, they showcased that they had musical ability, promo ability, wrestling skills, um, Ability to host shows. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Top Dollar um, was getting very comfortable, according to sources. I, I, the, thing, the thing is, is that a lot of people are kind of trying to use this opportunity to shit on Top Dollar after he kind of... Everyone knows what happened. He made comments, and the Young Bucks said, oh, we'll see what, how you feel when you're released. And, yeah. Went from there... Top Dollar has always been very vocal on her. This is not to say that it's right that this happened, if that's what happened. But... There are other ways to punish somebody in a workplace besides firing them. I mean, Vince used to just kind of, like, let you get the shit kicked out of you once or twice. Job you out a little bit. Weirdly enough, maybe the better days. Um... Yeah, it's, he did admit to um, calling somebody, someone who's higher up, I guess, um, after BFAB was released and said that they made a big mistake. Um, Can't blame I mean, him. they they did make a mistake by releasing all yeah. those people. Um, but this has all been a mistake too. So it's like uh, that makes eighty wrestlers at least in in twenty twenty one alone that have been released. And of course, John Laurinaitis cited budget cuts, which at this point I'm not really sure what the budget is. The, budget, the budget is, is Vince's no golf money. Hmm. And also, it's like not to like totally feed into this, but a lot of people are like, 
when it comes to the AEW wars versus WWE, like, you know, AEW doesn't book enough women and AEW's not as diverse, but it's like, they just dumped, like, a lot of incredible talent that work in that diversity range as well. It's just like, fuck me, like, who's left at this point? Like, how many women are left? Many. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But... I think the thing, too, is that, like, last night, when I saw this news, it wasn't... It wasn't, like, my response wasn't even, like, my internal response wasn't even, like, ah, that really sucks. Mm -hmm. My response was just, Yeah. What the fuck are you supposed to accept at this point? Like, it doesn't shock me. I, I don't understand why you can't have an extended roster. Like, why not? Have, have people on the back burner. I also don't understand, like, my question really is at the end of the day, like, at what point do you realize that you've Kind of made these cuts like so common. So, like I, it, it's part of like the viewing experience at this point. Mm -hmm. It's just fucking silly as shit. It makes me so upset. Like yeah. And uh, according to Denise Salcedo, they have since last year released 125 people. Um, and somebody did the math and based on how many wrestlers are currently on the roster on WWE.com, they have released 35% of their roster. Why what is the budget? Again, why not have an extended roster? You can swap out people in the main event scene, swap out mid-carters, swap out jobbers, have dedicated jobbers have people in main event just give people matches like my god um like just have people it's it's so weird that they that they're so against having like a long list of names a long list of names just means more merchandising it means more uh more fans bring in from those people um more possible storylines you can do and and it gives you the opportunity to like let some of the people rest let people stay out for a little while like for example with AEW Kenny's going to be taking a seat and and out for a few months but there's plenty of talent that they could put into the main event spot to make up for it. Like, there, there is so much talent in that roster that they could put anybody in that spot and it'd be fine. WWE, they're not going to swap out Roman for anybody. They're not. I mean, they got lucky being able to swap out Drew McIntyre for Big E. They're not going to swap out RK-Bro with any other tag team. 
You know what the thing is? Hmm. At this point, they're so dedicated to making their champions like seem like these like otherworldly figures. Like Drew McIntyre was like such a big fucking deal on Raw, even when he didn't have the belt. Now what is he? He's just some schmuck. He's he's a tough dude. That's it. He's a big guy. That's all. That's all he is. It's just it's just so silly. It's so silly. Every every so anyways, this is why we at least we finally kind of came to the decision that we were going to do it this way. Um I think last night was when we kind of realized like it's just become such a bummer to support wwe in every possible capacity yeah. but we could still do post shows on wwe uh, on the sunday yeah. shows if there's a big show happening or if there's a pay-per-view we'll, we'll still be covering those still plan to you know, cover like the big four and shit like that especially and uh like regardless of what's happening wwe is still one of the pillars in professional wrestling right now so the thing is, is it's it's not the stop point anymore. That's just the thing. That's it. Yeah. You no. Know? But. Like, um, I was just going to say, like, there's so much more that, like, people, when they're released by WWE, and, like, it feels even more like this than it did after that first Black Wednesday. The first one was like, oh, my God. Now, as more... <laughs> funny enough as more and more people are released more it feels like every part of the wrestling community around wwe kind of like gets more reinforced and that it's like it seems like a lot of these people are finding it easier to kind of find new bookings and not necessarily find like full-time contracts but just like a chance to get their face out there get their time you know spent well mm-hmm. and it's a shitty silver lining, but it's a silver lining at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Well, we've we've spent a lot of time talking about this, so let's move on to uh, today's episode of SmackDown, talking about what happened. Um, Don't worry, every match lasted about five seconds, so we'll get through this pretty quickly, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um... And I'm I'm reading something real quick. Xavier Woods was in a little interview with uh, Sportsnet, and he uh, just an idea of how to make the Survivor Series five on five more interesting. Um, and he suggested like the losing team, uh, they get the first five spots in the Royal Rumble, one through five. Um. But they, the winning team fights for spots 26 through 30. Because otherwise it's just they're fighting for bragging rights. Um, and it's good to see that Woods is... He's still got the love for it. He's like I'm, I don't know if anybody saw the, the video of him reacting to the releases when he found out live on G4. Um, but... He he very much wants the best for the WWE and and wants to be in a company that is great and fun. Um that that spark 
that light in his eyes has not faded yet. That's his soul. Yeah. Mental fortitude that I will never understand. All right, let's talk about SmackDown. It was not a very eventful SmackDown, especially for a go-home show, but here we are. So the Usos come out immediately. There's a throne in the ring. Uh, they say, we've got a surprise for Roman. Hey, Big E, the bloodline showed up on Raw and sent a message. We're about to do the same thing to RK Bro this Sunday. We're the ones. Tonight, you're going to see who runs, who runs WWE. Tonight, you're going to see the one true king, the head of the table, the tribal chief, your tribal king, our cousin, the universal champion, Roman Reigns. Roman comes out. He says, no one, or uh, Paul says, no one deserves to be crowned king as much as the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. And I know in my heart, a little out of character, that everyone here tonight will agree with me. The distinction of king surely doesn't belong to Xavier Woods, and it sure as hell will never belong to Brock Lesnar. And it will never belong to somebody like Big E, who will be smashed on Sunday by Roman what chance of Roman asks for the mic with his hand. He says, whose idea was this? This must be a joke. You don't really think that I care about this stuff. You don't think I need this stuff. I put in the hard work. Hartford, acknowledge me. Crowd roars. He says, the only reason I took this crown is because I can. Xavier Woods comes out. He says, all those things in the ring with you belong to me. But those things do not make a king. What makes a king is knowing you are here to, to do good for the WWE Universe. If you were king, you would have come out here and look me in the eyes like a man so we can settle this. Later tonight, I challenge you to come out here without the wet bandits and you look at me face to face so we can handle this and I can show you what a real king is made of. Roman's like, you're telling me you don't care about any of this stuff. Jay takes the cape, rubs his face all over it. Roman stands on it. Woods just says, clothes don't make the man. Uh, Jay snaps the scepter in half. The Usos together smash the, the throne and throw it out of the ring. Uh, Jay is about to smash the crown, but Roman wants it. He says, I'm going to ask you one last time. You sure you don't care about this stuff? Uh, Xavier runs into the ring. The Usos attack him. They hold him down. Uh, Roman says, I'm the only king around here and I don't need props. Roman smashes the crown. Uh, and then that's the end of that. We go to Woods backstage. He's limping. He says, where do I go? I go to, where do I go? I go to the ring to beat Roman Reigns. Everyone knows the Roman Empire wasn't built in a day, but it falls tonight. And then, we get a match for the final spot in the SmackDown Survivor Series 5-on-5 five five team uh, between Sheamus, Cesaro, Ricochet, and Jinder Mahal. Alright, so we kind of get a pseudo-bar reunion first, um, which ends in a clothesline. Sheamus mocked the bar a little bit by going like this yeah, to Cesaro. Um... After clotheslining Cesaro. Mm -hmm. um, Kinder sets Sheamus up for the 10 beats on Ricochet. 
Um, it's actually kind of sweet for a second because it's like, Jinder's like, here, I, 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 I tied him up in the ropes for you. Just for you. And then Jinder rolls Seamus up. Um, Seamus eventually, though, gets the 10 beats of the bottom on Jinder instead. Um, and Cesaro goes up top. He's got Ricochet. Seamus goes up top. He's got Jinder. They're both on their opposite corners. It's kind of cute. Um, Seamus superplexes Jinder. Ricochet, Hurricane Rana, Cesaro. Uh, we get a DDT to Seamus from Ricochet, and it's starting to look a little like Ricochet's the uh, underdog who's going to win it all. But mm-hmm. um, Zoro ends up getting him out of the ring. He gets Jinder into the swinging position, um, throws him down into the sharpshooter. Yankee, uh, however, helps Jinder get the rope break. Ricochet then drop kicks Shanky through the ropes. Um, Seamus ends up going for a flying clothesline. He gets uppercut in midair by Cesaro. And then... It's looking... It's looking like... Cesaro's got it. It looked good. It really did. And then fucking Ridge Holland, who Pat calls uh, Seamus' fellow Irishman. Um, uh... Ridge comes out, saves Seamus' ass. Seamus misses the first brogue attempt, gets the second one uh, to win the match and get his spot on the team. Not shocking. Not shocking in the slightest. Mm. I don't mind it, but it's just not surprising to me. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I, anyone in this match would have been a good addition to the, to the team. So I can't be upset with Sheamus winning, and and Ridge and Sheamus are going to be a dope ass team. I can guarantee that. Yeah, I mean, if you want big meaty men. Yeah, and they're still European, so could still be the bar to just yeah. rub it in Cesaro's face. Get Cesaro with another tag team tag team person. Teammate. Well, Cesaro doesn't really act with the audience, Mark. So. Shinsuke. Cesaro, Shinsuke, and Sammy reunion. I was going to say Cesaro and Shinsuke with Boogs to play them both out. Sammy reunion. Sammy, Sammy's going to, like, convulse at this point. He's going to implode. Sammy. He's <laughs> doing his best. Um, okay, so after that, we get an interview with Jeff Hardy. He says, I've teamed with incredible teammates, but nobody like Drew McIntyre. Uh, king Woods is the real king. I'm sure as hell. I- I'm sure he'll bring the tribal chief from tribal grief. Uh, now, happy Corbin. He's in a world of his own. He's just talking about all the, the Survivor series. Um,. Teammates. We think uh, Corbin and Riddick Moss or Mad Cat Moss walk in. Every time Corbin walks on the screen now, happy Corbin. I'm just so deflated. I'm so tired of seeing him. King Corbin was like my favorite. Well, not my favorite, but I loved King Corbin. He was so good. Huh? I think Vince hated King Corbin. Bum ass Corbin was the best, though. Bum-ass Corbin was sad. 
but that's why he was great. He he fucking owned that gimmick. Um, but now Happy Corbin just fucking sucks. Worst part of SmackDown, in my opinion. Um, but Moss said. Hmm. I don't think it's the worst part. I think there's a lot of opportunity still, but I think it is like uh, painful one right now. Hmm. Um, Moss says, "How does Jeff Hardy decide what face paint to use?" He asks himself, "What goes well with the red neck?" And Moss, I was an advocate for your jokes in the beginning, buddy. Really was. I don't know. I don't think Jeff even paints his neck. I don't think that's the point. (laughs) I know. Um, Maybe it is. Miriam said it doesn't help that Moss is literally the least funny person on the roster and his jokes don't land. Yeah. Like get anybody else. I take Kevin Owens making jokes at this point. Kevin Owens just being a jokester would be fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> he'd deliver them so dry. I miss... Kevin saying funny things. I'll take Roman making jokes at this point. They should have Seth's gimmick be like him making jokes all the time. And him laughing yeah. at his own jokes. God, maybe not not with that fucking laugh of his nothing will be more annoying but like in a good way <laughs> my god what was um <laughs> as as Jerry Seinfeld put it it's like Elmer Fudd on a juicer or whatever it was when he made fun of that girl in the episode where Kramer burns um, Susan's cabin down they're all supposed to go upstate mm-hmm the bubble boy episode jerry doesn't invite his girlfriend because he hates her laugh yeah i remember yes that's the one mm-hmm. i don't remember the line elmer fudd. it was elmer fudd on some an appliance <laughs> let me see if i can just quickly google it like elmer fudd on a juicer Elmer Fudd on a juicer. I was right. Yeah, you were right. Wow. <laughs> All right. I never missed. <laughs> Carmelo? Um, we then get a promo of Seamus and Ridge. Seamus says, hearing him say I was his inspiration, it almost brings a tear to my eye. Ridge says, if it wasn't for you, I'd still be in England fighting bums on the street. If anyone has a problem with what happened in that match, they can find me. And Seamus says, to the bar we go. Damn. He said, to the bar we go. That's disrespectful. But that- I feel like breaking up with somebody and then like seeing them with like somebody else. And you're like. But that pretty much guarantees we are going to get a Cesaro Seamus feud. See, okay, it looks cool in in theory, but like I don't think that the WWE would do it justice. I I think they will. I think they will because they they brought in Ridge 
for this. Like, this this is the European battle of the war, you know? Um, it's going to be Ridge versus Cesaro for a little while, and then Cesaro versus Sheamus, where Ridge interrupts every single match. That sounds like the best main roster match you could ask for. I was joking. Don't actually consider it. Um, I said SmackDown saw Briggs and Jensen on NXT, and we're like, oh, we can make this better. <laughs> yeah, it is better because Sheamus and Ridge are actually believable in uh, bar fights. <laughs> Unlike yeah, fucking Briggs, who looks like he's just walked out of fucking college. Brooks looks more like a baby, in my opinion. Well, Brooks, I, I believe Brooks has actually been in, like, bar fights. He, he looks like it to me. Briggs, Briggs just looks very pretty. Yeah, like, uh, like I said, he, he looks like he walked out of college. Like, he's very preppy. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him, and I can't throw him very <laughs> far. Um... After that, we get Becky and Charlotte video package. Very well put together video package um, to lead up to their match at Survivor Series. That should main event. I don't care. I, I, I don't care for Biggie and Roman main eventing. Becky and Charlotte should main event. Yeah, I guess. We just, we've seen it so many times before. I know, but... But... It would be different if this didn't have some great lead-in and, like, heat to it. Yeah. I guess I haven't felt, like, really good trouble. That much at all, at least. Yeah. Off again. yeah. My note's at the top now, so. Watch. It's actually Damien and Shinsuke that's main eventing. Just kidding. That's the pre-show. <sighs> All right. And then we get You're Aaliyah. Right. What? You're right. <laughs> oh. I better not be right. I don't know if you aren't. I'm, I'm not right. I can almost guarantee. Because Sony even said what the pre-show is going to be. Did she? Yeah, it was the 25-man Battle Royal. Oh, God, For The Rock's 25th anniversary. Just kidding, that's so main eventing. What'd you say? Battle Royals are so dumb. I like them. I, lo I love Battle Royals. When they're done right. Battle Royal is just like somebody said, I fucking hate the Royal Rumble. Here's how we're going to do it better. And they did it worse. Rumble, the Royal Rumble is the best format. All right, um, what are you doing? What? They like made a spark noise from your computer, like a static noise. There's an ant. Yeah. Um, so then we get Aaliyah and Naomi versus Shayna Baszler and Natalia. You could call it that. This is one of the worst matches I've seen to date. Sorry about that noise. Um. Yeah, we like we start with Aaliyah versus Natty. Um, it hits like a really weird Hurricane Rana, um, which I thought was really cool. It was just really weird. Um, then it becomes kind of a brawl. 
Um, Naomi's in versus Shayna, but Aaliyah's still fighting Natalya. Um, and then I didn't even realize that Naomi and Shayna had tagged in. Because from my perspective, the first and last thing I saw was Hurricane Rana and then the release from the Hurricane Rana, basically, like the outcome. I did not see anybody tag in. Um, so Naomi and Shayna came in and Shayna rolled Naomi up and Aja Smith um, wanted like her life depended on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. One, two, three. That was it. Uh, it was very weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, we then, uh, get Sammy and Sonya backstage. Uh, Sammy's kind of freaking out a little bit, uh, about what happened last week with him not being in Survivor Series anymore. And Sonya said, you need to relax and trust me. That was Adam, not me. Uh, this Sunday is the 25th anniversary of The Rock's debut. I'm gonna have a 25-man battle royal, which you can win. Uh, Sammy says, that's not bad. And Aja, the ref, walks in. And she says, so, did I do well? And Sonya says, what? Who, who are you? I don't associate with crooked referees. Get out of my face. This better have, like, the best fucking payoff in the world. It's not gonna have any sort of payoff. This right? Like I said, it's like when you like make the same not so nice joke to like your friend, and you're like, "Oh, I'm just at the end of the day, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Like it doesn't mean anything." You keep doing it. I think you just fucking hate your friend. You know? Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Then we get uh, Jeff Hardy versus Mad Cat Moss. Sure, yeah. Um, there's a stunner to Moss, and then the inverted... Fuck, I can't even say it now. Inverted atomic double leg drop drop kick. A twist of fate. Um, because Jeff said that he was outnumbered for this match, he brought somebody to ringside for him, which was Drew McIntyre. Ooh. Yeah. Get a funny feeling is just there the crowd pop i don't think that drew really had any actual particular use i think he could have been anybody else tonight yeah um corbin tries to interfere with the match by grabbing at jeff uh, drew protects jeff um but moss still takes advantage of jeff being distracted um, doesn't matter at the end of the day. Jeff ends up rolling up Mad Cat Moss to win the match. Um, also, after uh, the main event, uh, Ryan Satin uh, tweeted that apparently Paul Heyman during the dark match said, "I he, like he yelled to the crowd or, or to Xavier, I will show you why ECW is dead and I wish the same for each and every single one of you. <laughs> oh, oh Paul God. We don't Blessed. deserve Paul No we don't Alright So 
So that match happened. And then we get an interview with Paul Heyman. He says, yes, I heard the challenge Xavier made earlier. I'm tired of the narrative Woods needs around him. Roman doesn't need the Usos. He loves the Usos. He doesn't need me. He loves me. Just like you love me, Kayla. Xavier wants to challenge Roman. Call his bluff. As far as Roman goes, Xavier's challenge is hereby accepted. And then we get uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Angel Garza for some reason. And this is fucking stupid. Uh, there was a dropkick to the neck of Shinsuke. Um, Angel starts teeing off. Also, it's not Angel Garza anymore. Please remember that, Mark. It's just Angel. I forgot we can't have last names. We're not allowed last names anymore. Um, isn't there like... I feel like there's like some sort of like religion or like tradition where like people don't have middle names. I feel like that's what this is, except quite. Anyways, um, Shinsuke goes, uh, he is out of the ring, he gets back into the ring. Um, as he's trying to go back into the ring, Umberto grabs his leg and kind of like weighs him down, but Boogs drops in, takes down Umberto. And then back in the ring, we get the Kinshasa for Shinsuke to win. Yes. Um, so I've got news from Cultaholic here Ooh. saying that uh, WWE is pushing hard to re sign Johnny Gargano. Uh, his contract is set to expire December 3rd. Um, and they've begun negotiations, but. He is yet to sign a new deal. And apparently uh, they made a very, a quote, very strong offer to, to Johnny. Um, personally, I would like to see him go elsewhere because he's done all he can in NXT. He's not going to be getting any more. Main roster, love him to death. They're not going to treat him well there. At all. He's not a big, beefy dude. Yeah. Most he's going to get is Intercontinental Champion. And look at where that's gotten Shinsuke. Alright. So. uh, After that, we had uh, Sasha and Shotzi in Gorilla. Shotzi tells Sasha, you are a vindictive brat. Paybacks, uh, Sasha cuts her off and says, If I had a nickel every time a rookie tried to make a name off of me, I'd be rich. Oh, wait, I already am. Uh, you're right, Payback is a bitch, and so am I. And then we get Sasha Banks versus Shotzi. This should have fucking main evented. I don't care what anyone says, this should have been the main event. It's been, it's been what they've been promoting for, for a week now. This should, this should have been the main event. Considering this is the last thing that I have in my notes, it is my main event. So. Fair. Um, considering I walked out after this. <laughs> yeah. Considering I turned the TV off. Um, yeah, the first part of this match, though, wasn't fantastic, in my opinion. Um, it was a, a little rough around the edges. Yeah, I didn't really like this match at all. It was, it was a little bumpy. Um, just like... 
things that weren't connecting. It, it, it just, it felt a little, you know, just a little bumpy. Um, Sasha got her three amigos off, though. Um, nearly got the frog splash. She ends up ringside. She gets sent into some stairs by Shotzi. Shotzi then, like, beats her arm into, like, the handle of the stairs, like, the open spot on the stairs, and just starts kicking it. And I was like, I don't like that. I don't know why. That just made me, like, Um. Eventually, though, we get a meteor to Shotzi off of the apron right into the fucking ground. It was incredible, and it looked evil and painful. Um. Sasha, however, gets sent into the post. I'm scrolling on the wrong side of my computer. Um, but eventually, Sasha Banks gets the modified bank statement to win her match. And um, uh, at the end of the day, uh, after the bell has been rung, she hits Shotzi with a backstabber and goes full heel again. Yeah, and thank God, because Sasha's not convincing as a face right now. Oh, no, Sasha, Sasha Banks is a face. I feel like she's... Just waiting. It's yeah. just her waiting. Like if Bailey turned face all of a sudden. Um. Oh, I mean, I guess we know the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> Marie said we'd already seen a similar spot of Shayna doing that to people on Raw, so I guess it's what women heels do now, with the with the stairs spot. Um. I don't know. Also, I feel like I, I I just want to know how many times Sasha has turned on somebody by using the backstabber. I don't know. It's a perfect move for it. Really backstabber. Yeah, I think Pat made that joke, and I was like, huh, Pat, you're right. <laughs> Pat, you was, point, Pat, Pat was on his shit today. When that Drew, was so funny. When Pat... Drew came out, and he was like, I thought Jeff was gonna ask me. <laughs> Pat, when he realized, like, so Pat says, said that Ridge was um, Irish, and then we go to commercial, we come back, and Pat's like, he, he's English, and I was like, got it, Pat. Oh, all right. I opened a Twitter for five seconds, and I was like, fuck. So now we've got our bests of the night, um, but before we get there. If you have a question for a question segment, leave it in the chat now so it's there when we move on. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment with the question you have and we'll answer it in the next episode. It can be about wrestling. It can be about... Anything. Not wrestling. Um, oh my god, Marie. I, uh, she, she said at one point, Pat said, What in the gabagool in Hartford, Connecticut? I forgot he said that. Pat's <laughs> been watching like too much NXT. I think he's a little too hot on Tony D'Angelo. I think that's what that is. <laughs> um. All right. So before we get to the best of the nights, let's give a quick update on the top ten wrestlers in professional wrestling. This spans all across. Pro wrestling, not just WWE. Uh, this includes WWE, AEW, Impact, fucking uh, uh, everywhere. Everywhere. New Japan. Um, shit. <laughs> Try to open it up on my, on my laptop, but I'm signed out of Adobe. 
I right. feel awesome now that I've got this monitor. I've got three screens and they're all just glowing at me. Nice. Open your phone, you got a fourth. Alright, so number 10. The AEW Women's Champion, Britt Baker. Number 9. And this is ELO rankings, by the way. This is wins and losses. And weighted matches, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, they're not our opinions. Yes. Uh, number 9. One half of the Impact Tag Team Champs, Doc Gallows. Number eight, the former AEW champion, now only the AAA Mega Champion. Uh, number seven, Ding's best friend, Darby Allen. Number six, uh, the Smack or the Raw Women's Champion, sorry, Becky Lynch. Number five. Uh, the best damn wrestler in the world, Josh Alexander. Number four, the WWE champion, Big E. Number three, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champs, Riddle. Number two, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. And number one, the United States Champion, Damian Priest. Alright, so let's get into the best of the night. Real quick. Yeah. Apparently, the Bella Twins are um, at were at the Nets game tonight. Uh, good for them. Yeah, my my sister's there. Apparently, she was like, "Guess who's here?" And I was like, "I mean, maybe they'll be at Survivor Series." Maybe. Why else would they be in New York? I don't know. Um, are they producers for WWE? I don't think so. Hmm. No, because like, remember. Uh, Nikki said that, like, she wasn't allowed to be at, like, some pay-per-view or something. I thought she wasn't allowed to be, like, at AEW or... No, she said something about how she wasn't allowed to be at... Like, she wasn't invited or something to, oh. like, something. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Uh, promo of the night. Promo of the night. This is tough, because nothing's really amazing. But, actually, you know what? The promo was really good. Huh? The Zia Lee promo was really good. Oh. Did I talk about that? Did I don't I think that? you did. Oh, yeah. yeah Zia Lee had a fantastic um, little vignette, comic book style, showing like her backstory with, with her family and how her father uh, died and she had to become the protector of her family. I, I, I'd say that's promo of the night. That was fantastic. That had like a storyline that had like artistic direction that was like. Effort. You know what that was like? What? That was like something you get in NXT. <laughs> yeah. You know. NXT uh, uh, Prime. NXT 1.0. Something that shows that people care. Yeah. Alright, so that's our promo of the night. Let's go to our wrestler of the night. Liz. Howdy. I'm going to give you some options. None of them are good. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't write anyone for the Fatal 4-Way. Uh, Seamus or Shotzi? I think Seamus. Seamus? Yeah. He was like the highlight of the episode, besides Woods. Yeah. Um, 
Also with Shotzi, it seems like she's the only one putting in effort with this feud between her and Sasha. Sasha doesn't look like she gives a shit anymore. Sasha just looks like Sasha knows that she's Sasha fucking Banks. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, she she's... She's got the four horsewomen rub where it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't fucking matter what you do. Because you're part of that group now, so it doesn't matter. It... But in reality, the other three horsewomen are doing their fucking best. I mean, Charlotte's being ultra bitch heel. Becky's being, uh, she's being big time Bex. It's great. And Bailey's being the best in the goddamn world. Yeah, I just can't. Like, yeah, but like at the cost of like, what? Like, I'm not saying that like they're trying hard is not like helping anybody. It is. It's great. It's just. Unfortunately, the way that they're viewed from, like, the higher-ups is, like... Right, yeah. Yeah. It's stuff. because they don't want to push any women besides four horsewomen. Um, but, with that said, uh, you're picking uh, uh, Seamus? Yeah. I'll go Seamus, too. All right. So, match of the night. As always, we go from the worst to the best match. And Liz will tell me if she agrees. And we'll talk about them as we go. First off, with a 1 out of 10, the worst match of the night, Aaliyah and Naomi versus Shayna Baszler and Natalia. This wasn't a fucking match. This was just bullshit. That's all this was. Pure bullshit. Anyway, next up, 3 out of 10, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Angel Garza. Way too fucking short. There was no reason this should have happened. Uh, distraction or interference in the match. Like, it had all the the main roster tendencies that make for a bad match. Just like this next match. Jeff Hardy versus Madcap Moss. This sucked. This was bad. Bad match. Bad match. Alright. Next up. With a 5 out of 10, Cesaro vs. Sheamus vs. Ricochet vs. Jinder Mahal. It, it, it was a fine, it was decent, it was pretty decent. Um, Ridge coming in with the distraction was pretty stupid, and then Ricochet and Jinder just like sitting out for like the last 5 minutes was pretty lame. So it was just Sheamus and Cesaro, but... Throughout the rest of the match, it was it was pretty decent. Um, you, hmm. It was the lazy man's bar feud, honestly. Right. Now, you may have noticed, I haven't said Sasha versus Shotzi yet. And you might be thinking that's my pick for match of the night. But no. I had rated it at a 6 out of 10. But I'm moving it down. To a 4 out of 10. Because let me explain to you why this match was dog shit. Okay. First off. Sasha is putting minimal fucking effort into anything she does now with regards to WWE. With the occasional promo exception. Second. This match was short. This match was pretty fucking short. Or how much they hyped this up. Then. 
why did Sasha win? Yeah. You, they need to stop protecting the four horsewomen and having them be the only protected women in the entire roster. You can push forward other women besides Bianca. It's okay. Shotzi 100% should have gotten the win because she needs a, a win like that under her belt. People need wins like that to become more popular, to become stars. Sasha's already a star. You don't need her to win this. Like, it's so stupid. It's fucking bizarre how they're just putting in this dog shit effort. Yeah. <sighs> I know. I, I know. And, and Marie uh, sums it up best. She said it really felt like they didn't, f- they didn't feel like putting on a wrestling show tonight. It was just for, like, dialogue and recaps and promo, blah, blahs. That's a great point, because straight up, when you turn on a wrestling show, you kind of expect, you know, wrestling. Um, and we got not wrestling tonight. We didn't get any wrestling, really. We got, like... What should have been promos was wrestling. But Liz, but Liz, they're not a wrestling company. They're in a sports entertainment company. And I'm not sports entertained anymore. They're, they're content creation now. Okay. Right. So they should probably start creating some content. Alright, well, that does it for our best of the night. Um... Run it back. Promo of the night. Oh wait, promo uh, match. My match of the night was the fatal four way. Yeah, I'll have to give it to you. I'll, I'll agree. Okay. I do like when you just assume. I was. I just wanted to move past it. <laughs> uh, our promo of the night: Zaya Lee's vignette. Um, wrestler of the night: Sheamus. Match of the night: Fatal four way for the last spot in the SmackDown Survivor Series team. All right, you want to answer some questions? I would love to answer a question. All right, well, we've got two on YouTube. We've got Miriam's question and any other questions that come in in the chat. We've got one. Uh, do we have in Twitter? Oh, we have another one on Twitter. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I just want to be sure. Technically, we've got two on Twitter. Two Unless... on Twitter. Depends. I... Um, was it that one that Milam tweeted at us? Yeah. About the Xylee promo? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I already they give a concise answer to that. I already okay. answered it. I I replied to his tweet. Oh, okay. I didn't know you replied. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's uh let's let's answer Milam's question first on YouTube. We'll go back and forth. We'll answer Miriam's in the chat. Um so let's start with Milam. He said, continuing with the movie theme the questions which current wrestler in any company do you think would make for the most interesting biopic or as you would say biopic um, um finn would make a good one can, can you say that question one more time which current wrestler in any company do you think would make for the most interesting biopic Um, probably Hangman. 
He doesn't have a very interesting backstory, though. I mean, he was like a graphic designer. Oh, are we? Sorry, are we? No, like like real life, not not like their gimmick. Life. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, with, with how much Kenny has been, like, all around the world, maybe him. Um, I'm trying to think, like, like early life. Um, maybe Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy might be really good. Brian Pillman Jr. Um, keyword current. Hmm. Huh. I think there's a lot of people, honestly. Yeah. Roman and the Usos would be really good. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah, I think that one would be the best one. If Roman is the main character, the Usos is side characters. I think it'd be good. Yeah. I think the Jeff Hardy one would be really interesting. Um, and Jeff Hardy, that would be great. Jeff and Matt together. Um, Drew McIntyre. His, if you haven't seen it yet, his um, twenty four episode mm. was really good. Um, so I would definitely like to learn more, for sure. Uh, I'd I'd like a movie on the Miz. His his start. That could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I there's a lot of people I feel like that would be very interesting. I mean, um, I think going back to Finn, Finn would definitely be an interesting one. Um, mm. especially because Finn trained people too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I, I could see that being a very like artistic movie and, and being like like his father was a wrestler and he wanted to differentiate himself by going very outlandish with his gimmicks. Yeah. I could see that. Um, um Yeah, I think Bray Wyatt might be my favorite. That or or Roman. All right. Um, so Miriam asked, if you could invite any three wrestlers for Thanksgiving dinner, who would you pick? Mm. So let, let's assume it's a potluck. They're bringing something. Oh, see, I wasn't going to think about it that way. I was going to think about it in a different manner altogether. Okay. I want the best conversation. Okay, okay. That is why I'm inviting the three loudest men I can find. Bobby Fish? Actually, no. And do Zack Sabre Jr. because he's loud as hell. Mm. Plus, if he's bringing food, he could bring something like I would also eat. Right. So that's handy. Mm-hmm. Um, then I don't have to make a whole fucking turkey. So, um, then two people that I know I would have perfect conversation with. Mm -hmm. 
And that's Marina Shafir and Bobby Fish because they're both from the same place as me and we would be talking all night and it'd be very loud and a lot of swearing. I love it. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Corbin for one. Ooh, okay. He, he's going to bring some, some meat and some, and some whiskey or, or bourbon, whichever one he collects. He collects a lot of liquor. Um, um, probably Finn Balor and um, <laughs> I want to say Rob Van Dam but he he would like like he would dip like halfway through dinner to go smoke some weed um hmm Johnny. Johnny Gargano. Okay. I think that's a good one. I like the idea that mine's... I just want people to be very loud. Mm. I want to talk to people. I, I'm, that's the thing I like about Thanksgiving, is I like talking to people more than I like, you know, eating the food. Right. Actually, you know what? Instead of... Uh, in, instead of Johnny... I'm inviting people now? Instead of Johnny, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Liv Morgan. Ooh, okay. She's from Jersey. She's loud as hell, and and she's like, <laughs> from what I've seen of her, she seems very fun. That's fair. All Mark's right. also from Jersey. Huh? Mark's also from Jersey. I was born there. I'm not from there. His place of origin. All right. Um. Next question from Milam on the uh, Full Gear post show. He said, "My maybe, my maybe hot take. I'm not sure Black and Andrade are being booked in AEW, being better booked in AEW than they were in WWE. Both still seem so untapped. Do you agree or disagree? I no, I agree. Yeah, I agree too." It, but here's the thing. They've been in for how long? A couple months, maybe? And they've already exuded much more creativity than they have in WWE. Um, and they've been trapped on Cody Island. Cody Island is notorious for just kind of being a little draining. So once they break out of that, uh, both of them will be doing a lot better. Andrade wasn't so much on Cody Island, but now he's on Cody Island, and it kind of sucks for him. Um, I, I think the difference for me is that in the WWE, it felt like they were at a dead end, mm -hmm. more so. Yeah. Whereas here, it feels like we're just kind of at this like weird roadblock, where it's like, once we get past it, it'll be smooth sailing, but right now it's like... And, yeah, I, I mean, Cody's been kind of monopolizing their time at this point. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Andrade has been a, a slow start, and I think he was brought in before they quite knew what they were going to do with him. I think they may have brought him in for the pop, and then was, they were like, okay, well, now we've got to figure out what to do with him. Who did, um, he, who did he feud with? 
to start off. Wasn't it Brock Anderson? No. Brock Anderson? No, no, it was the Seidel's. It was the Seidel's. Really? Wasn't it? Because, yeah, because he walked out and, like, they, like, walked past him or something. Or, no, he walked out to, like, threaten somebody, I think, and then the Seidel's um, came out. Like, they had their, like, walkout music play. I, I know he didn't start with Pack. No. Um, let me just make sure. Now I'm really curious. I'm almost positive. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be upset. Let's see, matches. Let's go. Um, ba 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 ba. Pack, Laredo Kid, Matt Seidel. Oh, yeah, his first AEW match was against Matt Seidel. I remember that. Um, and um, then, then it was, uh, with Pack. Yeah. Yeah, I, um,. I want to see better for both of them. I really do. But I do feel like there is better for both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like Marie said, he was with Vicky first. And then the... Then oh, yeah. That all thing. I don't know why he came out with Vicky. Well, Chavo was his... Chavo... Manager. He, he didn't come out with Chavo first. Chavo no, I'm, I'm saying that Chavo ended up being his manager. So oh. I... I Oh, were we were we watching AEW at that point? We were, um, but we didn't watch the episode with where Chavo was introduced. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I I I I think that there's a lot more in store. Um, yeah. and I think that's like the one thing that we can kind of rest our hat on at least is that like it's gonna get better. And that that's one thing with Cody Island it introduces a lot of people. Um. We we don't get much from them immediately, but we can see the potential that they have. Like Anthony Agogo, for example. I can't wait for him to come back. Yeah, hope he does. Yeah, he's getting ear surgery. Oh no, eye surgery. Oh, is he? Because yeah, because he, he lost vision in his yeah, one I, eye. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was getting that fixed. Um. Oh. Miriam said that Andrade said that he knew he wanted to align himself with Eddie Guerrero's legacy in AEW, so he started with Vicky. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm excited. I I I, I feel optimism as opposed to pessimism. Yeah, me too. Um, final question. Milam asked on Twitter, what's your assessment of the ranking system in AEW? It doesn't necessarily take away from the show, although it's still silly. Bobby and now Lethal can bypass rankings and debut in a TNT title match, but also they don't seem to add much to the show. I think having it as a core background element does add a lot, and if you take it away, you would notice a drastic change. Because with the ranking system there you automatically have some bare bones motivation to put on matches you can make the most random ass match like um what was one that happened recently um fuck what, what was it what was a completely random dynamite match uh wheeler yuda versus wardlow mm. that's you could say it's just for the rankings it's it's an exhibition match to to add wins and losses um 
and it it obviously gives us who's going to be the number one contender. Um, but then you also have the booking element, which is like as as we've seen from Adam Pierce recently, he'll sometimes put on matches that just make for good main event, which explains why Bobby Fish and Jay Lethal got immediate shots to the TNT title because it would make a good main event or a good match. It would make a good booking. Um, now, I don't necessarily agree that they should be jumped ahead in the line. That, to me, that's kind of bullshit. Um, but I think the ranking system is definitely necessary and i i wish wwe had something like that at least behind the scenes to make wins and losses matter yeah um because then we wouldn't have had five million and one of the same matches for a lot of different things yeah um i know less about the ranking system than you do but i personally think that like Sometimes a little bit of structure helps. Yeah. Whether you're open about it or not, sometimes a little bit helps and like it goes a long way because like then you're not just guessing. Yeah, you're not guessing, you're not making shit up to to just throw together a feud to start up a title match. Um you don't have so many title rematches. Uh when somebody loses a title shot, they drop. Um, they fall back down and, and, you know, it, it, it gives motivation. It gives reason to everything. It makes it feel more like, more like a sport than like a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. And not to say one's better than the other objectively, but we prefer the, the sports program. Yeah, right. unfortunately, when the reality show is like kind of like not great. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's all the questions we've got, Liz. I want to. We're gonna remind... have a modified schedule coming up. Yeah, we're gonna have a modified schedule starting December first. We'll, well be covering... hang on. We're gonna have a modified schedule because we're oh. still doing WWE shows. Um, we will be live this Sunday with Survivor Series, but then obviously things get a little fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, we will be live with our Raw show next week, and then we will not be NXT Tuesdays. Yes, we'll be live with one more Raw show, one more NXT show, and then we will not be live again until till Wednesday. No. Oh, Tuesday. Till that following Tuesday. For the uh, 2K20 stream. Yeah, so we'll keep you guys reminded of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be very weird to not stream for several days in a row. Yes. Um, but with that said, I want to give a quick shout out to the Universal Pokemon Federation. The new episode is out on YouTube and at upfworld.com. Uh, brand new episode featuring a roll the dice battle where all teams are randomized. Um, it is it is a blast, 
and you will definitely want to go check it out if you're into Pokemon, esports, or any kind of competition. If you're into wrestling, the same kind of format. It's literally the same shit, but much shorter. And, and if you're into me. Yeah, if you're into Liz, she hosts it. All right, thank you all so much for watching, Liz. Why don't you close out for us? I kind of started doing that already. You talked about We're going to have one by the schedule going on. Um, yeah, please tune in on Sunday. We will be live with our... Oh, shit! Uh, we have... Oh, we do predictions. Fuck. <coughs> what do we do? <coughs> um... We'll tweet them. We'll do a WWE dust. Okay, we'll tweet our predictions. Um, but we will make those predictions before the end of this, before the beginning of Survivor Series. Um, mm -hmm. Pardon us, we've been a little busy lately. And, um, and tomorrow we're going to be gone all day, so. Yeah. Um, but we'll figure it out. One way or another, you will find out how we feel about uh, but please tune in on Sunday to find out who wins, uh, who loses, and whether or not it was good. I don't know. I'm really out of it. Um, but please tune in on Sunday for Survivor Series. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then tune in that Monday, and then that Tuesday, and then never. What? Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our YouTube is the Pinfall Podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to us on Spotify, that is uh, search up the Pinfall Podcast. Uh, if you want to join the live show, chat with us live, go to twitch.tv forward slash the Pinfall Podcast. Our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23. And we'll see you all on Sunday for our Survivor Series post show. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you then.